Hey, what's up? This is the Flyover Libertarian, where two unimportant people from an unimportant place give you the opinion that you didn't ask for. I'm Io Cap, and I am flying solo this week. Rural Rothbard is busy doing something with his wife. It's something mushy. I don't even know. Uh, but instead, I'm going to be here uh, with a guest. It is the hairy-chested libertarian of Twitter at who is Nemo Vern. I'm excited to hear, uh, to talk to him about some stuff. Uh, how about you? Uh, tell us about yourself. Um, yeah, I am uh, living in Texas. Good times down here in the DFW area, cool city of McKinney. Um, I write music for a living, so I kind of have my, my foot both in arts world and the business world. Own my own business, houseoflelmusic.com. If anyone needs sheet music for any type of music or something original written. Uh, that's, that's what I do 60 plus hours a week. And then um, all the other time I'm on Twitter talking about politics. Nice. And uh, like, uh, see, I've, that's where I came to know about you and, and started interacting with you on, uh, on, on Twitter. And I mean, I have to say, I'm looking at him right now and this is something that I know that most of your followers are going to be disappointed to find out, but he looks he does not look like Sean from Psych. <laughs> That's yeah. a huge disappointment. Un unfortunately. Although not as, you're, you don't look as different as I might have expected, though. You know, there's, there's the, the celebrity doppelganger I always get is Chandler Bing from Friends. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and then if it's not that, like a while back when I was I was really skinny, so my cheeks were sunken and all that kind of stuff, um, and I looked like Edward from Twilight, and that's when it was uh -huh. all it was just coming out. There were all the I I taught at the time, so I had a whole bunch of moms coming in. Oh my goodness, you look just like Edward. Oh, I, but, yeah, but that was fun. I yeah, <laughs> kind of. I watched the first movie. I was dating a girl who told me she liked the movie and she said, yeah, whenever I watch the movie, I get very amorous. That was her, her adjective. And I was like, Oh, okay. I well, sat through, <laughs> I, I sat through that whole entire thing. My, like my brain was bleeding out my ears. And I, she didn't even hug me goodbye. I got nothing out of that. <laughs> so I had a protest. I haven't watched the others. Uh that's that's fair i i wouldn't either uh, actually although I, i'll be honest like i'm i'm hating without cause i've never actually seen it i don't know you're not missing much yeah you're not missing much <laughs> you know like uh, i was a big fan of buffy the vampire slayer so okay there was a there was a lot of and i, I used to be a lot more into vampires and like uh like a vampire lore and stuff like that. And so yeah. it was kind of just out of principle. I didn't want to watch this because I'm like, yeah, they, they sparkle in the sunlight. They live in the forest. They don't actually eat people. They're fairies. They're not vampires. That, that's exactly what they are. <laughs> they're fairies. And it's funny because now in pop culture, they're making fairies really evil. Um, mm. So I'm not sure what's happening. The very first vampire book I ever read was uh, Stoker, uh, um, Dracula, yeah. Yeah. like the, the daddy of it all. Great oh, yeah. book. And the other vampires I knew was from, um, oh, what is the cartoon serial? I want to suck your blood. Like there was, there was some <laughs> yeah. cocoa, the chocolate, choco cocoa uh, puffs or something like that. Count Chocula. Count Chocula. Like yes. those were the two vampires I knew. And then watching this thing 
And he's like, yeah, I'm 400, but still I'm going to a high school and I like to perv on teenage women. There was just too much creepy about it. Reminded me too much of the Democrat Party. So I was out. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I, I guess one of the things that I like to talk about, um, I didn't prep you for this. So uh, huh? my, this is just catching off guard. But uh, I love to hear about like, uh, origin stories, you know, libertarian origin stories. Like how, how did you come to your views? Yeah. So growing up, I was uh, Republican because my family was Republican. And then as that, as the Republican party kind of fractured into our, right, you could be a Republican and now there's a conservative and now we're, you know, making the difference. And then my family was conservative. I grew up in a very religious household. My dad was a pastor, went to a Christian college, like a very strict Christian college. And we kind of had the, um, church and politics, there was not much difference between them, and good Christians were politi- or were Republicans and even conservatives. So, um, you know, kind of towards the end of Bush the second, I was getting a little disillusioned by Republican Party because, you know, it, they had said no new taxes at one point, and now I'm out of college earning money and goodness, there were quite a few new taxes I was paying, and I, I was just one day I was frustrated because I was working this job. I think my, my salary for that school off a little school was, uh, 19.5 a year, $19,500 a year. And still uncle Sam was taking his pick out of it. And I was like, I wish he would just let me keep all of my money. And a friend of mine heard and said, why are you a, a libertarian? And the only thing I knew about libertarians was when my dad would complain about them, um, <laughs> that they were the, the sinners who liked to smoke pot. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking into libertarian more. And sure enough, I found out they were just, you know, people who like to smoke pot. That was that was the only thing I, I kind of saw of them in pop culture. So years later, um, I was reading Ayn Rand, um, Atlas Shrugged, and I was reading it in public, and someone asked me again, are you a libertarian? And I thought, well, uh, people keep asking me this. Maybe I should look more into it. And that's when I started finding all of the greats of libertarian. Of course, um, Ron Paul and his speeches way back when about what liberty actually was. And lo and behold, I connected. I was like, this is exactly it. They don't deserve my money. They don't deserve my work. I bought a house and I was so surprised that I was going to have to pay on the house for the rest. I was renting it from the government. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So with every with every sort of economic and social advancement in my life, I've become more and more libertarian. I can't say that I'm full-on anarchist where I want everything to burn down. I haven't quite gotten there yet, <laughs> although I hear that's the slippery slope you slide on. I'm like, whenever people talk to me and they say, well, you know, what's your idea of government? I was like, I think there should be a president, but he should volunteer. And I think the House of Representatives, senators, but they should volunteer. Maybe... A military, like I could possibly pre- be persuaded for a military, um, but I think private could probably do it better. Uh, and then everything else, no, government needs to stop everything else. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my that was my my uh, slippery slope into the libertarian world. Yeah, yeah, I it's, um, you know what you know what's the joke they say? You know the difference between the libertarian 
in an, in an anarchist, what is it? Nine what? months. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. I, yeah. I find myself, because, you know, back when I was at the very beginning, I was like, well, I'm a conservative, libertarian, conservatarian, you know, at the very beginning, someone had made that. And someone asked me the question, like, well, what are you conserving? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. I looked into it, and so I started looking at other conservatives, and I found out the thing that they were originally going to conserve had slid so far. They like conservatives are just Republicans that are holding on for dear life. Like, yeah, I conservatism I, I suffers a lot from same thing libertarians suffer from in a sense is that they don't have a well defined brand of what they stand mm. for. So yeah. Now I'm yeah. full-blown card-carrying libertarian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, of course, you know, Michael Malice's joke, you know, conservatism is progressivism driving the speed limit. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Or like nine times out of ten, I, I had made this comment to, uh, I forget who I was talking to, uh, but I was like, you know, it almost seems like what conservatives are trying to conserve is progressivism ten years ago. Like that's that's what they want to keep whatever that we were there yeah and of course i meet a lot of conservatives being in the church world whenever i go back and visit my dad and my parents you know the, there's a certain there's a certain type of people that go to these small church i love them they are my people uh but whenever they talk politics and they always want to talk politics you know they they make sure we know that they are conservative and they kind of want to conserve what what they saw on Leave It to Beaver, which America never really was. Like that was always, that was always an ideal. It, it never was exactly that, but they, they see this TV and they think, oh my goodness, the, the lady is feminine, the man is masculine, they have kids that, you know, they get in trouble, but there's this parenting going on. And I gotta say, I love it. The white picket fence, the clearly defined, roles like there's something there is something attractive about that but it never was and so there's no way there's no way you can conserve something that never happened yeah and i've i've got some you know i say a lot i've got a lot of conservative um tendencies to my to my own life like i i really like if someone asks me why is it that i'm a libertarian largely it's because i want the state to leave me alone so i can raise my family mm -hmm. so i can you know, be, be a father to my children without the state coming in and trying to tell me how to raise my kids. You know, like I, I just, I want to be able to, to um, set them up for success. And also because, you know, like there's just, you know, public schools are just wrecking the minds oh. of our youth. And so I just want to yeah teach them I, right, could, you know? I could go off on public schools i used to be a teacher and it is it is an absolute garbage heap in there yeah the thing about conservatives that i love is they've got some great family values and mm -hmm. that's that's where i think they shine is they 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 understand how healthy a two-parent home is. They understand how important it is for a mom and a dad to help raise kids and shape them into good citizens. And I'm all on board with that as long as it's not legislated. And if anyone follows me on Twitter, one of the things I like to bring up quite a bit is I call it moral libertarianism, where all of these good things 
are things that we do not out of coercion, but because we choose to. Yeah. Uh, and it, it doesn't seem like that should be such a controversial topic. Um, yeah. I'm more concerned, I think, with branding of the Libertarian Party. Like myself, I probably would have been a Libertarian a lot earlier, but everybody I saw, um, they, we should be able to smoke pot. We should be able to smoke crack. We should be able to have sex work. We should, you know, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're going to lead with that? Especially mm -hmm. if you're talking to some conservatives that are a little bit disillusioned with the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. It's really tough to pull them over to our side when things like drug use, like sex work, which uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I guess you could say I'm not a real libertarian in that one. I can come back to that. But all of these quote unquote vices are the very thing that would keep them away because nobody really explains. I'm not going to say nobody, but I don't think that it's the predominant message of saying you have to understand to be totally free, you have to be able to choose some of this stuff. Um, yeah. It has to be legal because it only involves you. It's not violating the non-aggression principle, mm -hmm. but it means that we are free not to do it. And I wish that more libertarians would kind of embrace that. Yes, we can, but we don't. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, we act more like, we act more like teens their first time mm -hmm. to college where they're like, woohoo, look at everything mm -hmm. we get to do. And that just carries on in the thirties, forties yeah. and fifties. Yeah. I, I think there's something of like, um, like I am, there's there's so much in there that you said that I'm just super on board with. Like, uh, you know, I always say like, you know, the sex work thing. Yes, technically, <laughs> like it's non, it's a victimless crime. They, they should not be going to prison. Yes, but like, is that what I'm gonna make my thing? Like, right. Is that I, the hill you want to die on? Yeah, so I mean, I, when, I when, actually... when currently we're involved in wars and such huge or bigger things, like this is this is our issue. This right. Narrow, narrow issue. And actually, I I kind of take a little bit different take on it. I one of the one of the things I do get involved in is um fighting against sexual slavery. And I think um oh goodness, what's his name? Wrote Hunchback of No not Dumas. Um Oh, he's a famous author. Picture of Dorian Gray. Um oh. Wild? No. Is it Oscar Wilde? Eh. So someone listening is gonna just friend me on yeah. Twitter and tell me. Anyway, had this great statement where he said, "When we got rid of slavery, he said we didn't get rid of slavery. We just traded it for another one." Um, so I don't know that there are any females in the sex trade that are in there truly because they've chosen it. I think there's been a lot of abuse and conditioning up there. We, you know, we can watch Pretty Woman and think, oh, it's so beautiful. Look, she found this rich guy. But that just, that doesn't happen ever. Um, and so that's one of those where I would be, I would be, I'm not on board with the state or the government going after it because I mean, there was just a story last week here in Texas where the they found out that the police department that was doing a raid on all of these um, parlors and, and brothels were actually utilizing their services. And then when they were done, 
they would arrest the girl. So, you know, I think government is going to suck at it. But I think that there needs to be an extremely harsh penalty. And I would even be fine with capital punishment for the people who are enslaving these women. And they're some kind of mental health checkup, because again, this is just not something that most women do of their own accord without, without some serious kind of abuse happening. Men, it's a little bit different. We're really two steps up from a toadstool. So, you know, that's something we would choose to get in. But for women, it's just, I don't know what I've worked in. I've not, I have not run across a single person that ever chose to do it. They'll try to pretend like they do. But once you dig through the layers, you find out there was a lot of abuse getting to the point where they quote unquote liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things that like, I actually, I talked to, um, uh, Isaac from our episodes with Isaac, uh, at Loki underscore Christian. Um, he had talked about, um, pornography and he said, mm. you know, a lot of similar things like there's like, I mean, if there was, if you could pick, pick out like that very narrow scope of pornography, which is like truly victimless. Yeah. Like there's, there's just so much like, um, if the, if the Institute, if it isn't, I, how do I say this? If it isn't at its core institutionally aggressive, mm-hmm. it is in such a gray area that the amount of it that isn't aggressive is it's just so much, it's so small. Yeah, and this is where I would love to see from our, from our leaders or people that are in a spotlight a call to a more moral lifestyle. Now, I'm saying this as a person who's messed up plenty. So there, you know, this is not me. This is not me speaking from a place of elevated, um, <laughs> of elevated spiritual life. But I, when, when there is such a moral decadence in every bit of society, then that kind of becomes the bar. Like that's the standard. And when you look back in sort of this golden age of, of, movies, cinema, stage, where they had very strict rules about, uh, you know, if you were going to show an affair on TV, you could never make it look attractive. Mm -hmm. And even, and trust me, those people back then were just as wicked as the people that are working today, but they did understand the importance of a moral fabric. And this is where, this is where it's, you can have a good conversation with a conservative or a Republican or a libertarian would say, yes, let's elevate that, but let's mm-hmm. not legislate it. Cause the minute yeah. you start legislating morality, then it turns into almost a denomination. Well, mm-hmm. the Baptists don't let you drink, but the Presbyterians do. So if a Baptist is in power, then, mm-hmm. you know, we have prohibition again. And if the Presbyterian is in power, you know, city water fountains would probably be kegs and <laughs> lord knows what would happen if the methodists got in it would just be mayhem <laughs> all around yeah yeah i mean it's it's you know there is like there is a area between 
Like, let's just all go out, smoke pot, and sleep with prostitutes, and let's legislate that this is going to be a Christian America. You know, like, there's, there is plenty of room in between there. Yeah. You know? There, there is, and and one of the things when you're when you're speaking with people, or I'll use the true term, when you're arguing with people on mm -hmm. Twitter, one of the arguments that I find a lot from the left, almost entirely from the left, and quite a bit from the right, is this false dichotomy. And this is what they they always create a system where they're like, oh, well, then what would stop people from going into an alleyway and shooting crack into their eyeballs? Because it's not good, you know, and yes, there's going to be some onus on us as parents, as older people, as mentors, you know, whatever, to encourage the younger kids to think ahead, to help teach them, you know, delayed gratification, help them teach, you yeah. know, looking forward. But understanding that some people are going to make that choice, just like they make that choice now. What you run into, though, is now whenever they make that choice and mess up, we, the citizen, whether we know them or not, we are forced at point of a gun to pay for all of their mistakes. Yes. And the only, really, the only, the only thing they suffer is knowing that they're not suffering once they get to mm -hmm. the point, you know, where they're incarcerated. Um, and that's where I, I think it's sad. One, it's, it's not kind to send people like that into a state-run institution. Look at the yeah. VA. They, can't, they couldn't run a kennel, let alone mental health institute. It's just not kind to send people there. Whereas I can show you a lot of public or privately owned charities of people who care deeply about these, these sorts of cases they do so much more with so much less. If you let us have our money, we're going to give our dollar to that charity that can take that dollar and stretch it 10 times further than any government can. And, and it's not this false dichotomy. It's not a either the government helps them or nobody does. There is that, great, there is that space in between. Mm -hmm. And I think that space in between is where we want to be. Yeah, and I, and I think I've talked about this. And I've talked about this quite a bit um, on our podcast, but um, like it, I think a lot of times, what those let's just smoke pot and sleep with prostitutes style libertarian, um, they what what they picture as a libertarian society is probably not what a libertarian society would actually look like. Correct. Because like, and actually, if if I had to guess. A libertarian society, a truly libertarian society, would probably look more like Leave It to Beaver. Like there would be, it, it wouldn't be like a perfect society. Like when no one's claiming utopia here. Yeah. But at the same time, like, like what? Where would people go? Like people are going to go for a social safety net somewhere. So where are they going to go in in a world where the government isn't their safety net? It's going to be the family. It's going to be. Mm -hmm religious institutions it's going to be private institutions people that aren't just going to keep giving you money mm -hmm. they're going to want to see like like what would stop this person from shooting crack in their eyeballs how about the fact that dad's going to cut them off if they don't get their life together yeah you yeah know? like yeah probably and, what's going to happen <laughs> right and now you know one of the things the government has done so well is is taken society and they've 
they've sort of forced their image on it or what they think their image is. And sometimes like they will take, they, they will see the trend of where society is going and they'll try to guess, okay, what does this look like 20 years down the road? All right, let's force that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so where we would have gone gradually in in our communities and acceptance of other people, all of a sudden it's forced on us and everybody like, don't don't tell me what to do. This whole quarantine thing came on. Had had the government not immediately gone to tyranny and tried to make us all stay indoors, I probably would have chosen of my own volition to stay in more often. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they said you have to, ooh, oh, <laughs> I looked for a cafe that was open and I went to that cafe every single day <laughs> just because I, like, don't tell me what to do. So yeah. yeah, in a libertarian society, when you have people that they're free to live, they're free to live as they feel best, you probably would see a lot more of these gender roles that we feel so naturally mm-hmm. emerge. And uh, I, I think that's healthy, especially in a society, not that you can't have, not that you can't have you know, switched up gender roles. That's not going to throw everything, but just human nature is human nature. And Mm -hmm. I hate that the government keeps trying to squelch that. Yeah. You know, I I think, um, uh, gosh, where was I going? I I had a thought. Oh, oh, the the quarantine thing. Um, you know, I, I think there's, there is something like, like what you're saying. Um, like if there had never been said anything, like I'm watching, uh, I, I watched We Are Change on on YouTube, mm-hmm. and he's going. He was back then saying like, "Guys, get a mask. Start taking this seriously. This isn't uh, this isn't government propaganda. Like there there is something to this." And I was like, "Oh, okay. All right. I guess maybe." And I and I was starting to think about like, "What? So what should I do?" I I I'm also a guy who I guess I'm not overly cautious. Like every flu season, I'm kind of like, "Well, I'm going to get it or I won't." Um, and so, but, but with this, I was kind of starting to think like, well, maybe I should do some things to protect my kids. Um, but once the government declared shutdown, uh, my mind immediately goes to, wow, so we're just going to let them do this. Yeah. And, and implications started coming up like, okay, so we, we really just let the government shut down our churches. And like, yeah. No one, no yeah. one sees this as as scary as it as it is. Yeah. Oh sure. And then you know to make it worse, like I write music for a living. A lot of my clientele, it, uh, churches, um, that 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 makes up quite a, a large percentage of my clientele. A lot of my sheet music is sacred in nature. So when they shut down and churches couldn't meet, I was like, oh man, that that sucks. But you know. Mm-hmm. A week or two is not going to be too bad. And then it got closer to Easter. So I lost in Holy Week. Nobody was buying sheet music because no one's meeting for Holy Week. Lost Easter, lost Easter Tide, all the gigs I normally play at that point. And then I was looking around and I'm like, the liquor store is open. Okay. Um, Fast food is open, but my Mm -hmm. gym is closed. And then they're closing the parks. But yeah. Like I can still go into Walmart (laughs) and all of a sudden like, why am I less essential than someone else? Like, why is my livelihood less essential than it really is? And then like, Hey, we're going to give you $1,200. And I saw people like, thank you, president Trump for 1200. 
thank you. That's my money. (laughs) They're just giving me my money back. And okay, thanks. That kind of helped me for almost a month. But why why is it that we naturally went for tyranny? Mm -hmm. And why is it that the rest of us just kind of said, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Like if someone, I'm, I'm not a huge believer in like, the deep, dark, underground, someone masterminding all of this. Mm-hmm. I don't give government that much credit. Right. Uh, but <laughs> if someone wanted to see how apathetic of a citizenry we were, this was, this was a great test run mm-hmm. for them. Because let me tell you, for the most part, we just laid down and took it. Yep. Yep. And I mean, it also like um, outed, like uh, it outed the state for what it is too. Like it's mm-hmm. just they they really just took advantage of this. Like leave no what is that? What is that? Uh, Olinsky quote, right? Uh, oh yeah, don't waste a, a, a yeah. good not panic or not pandemic. I forget what uh, he's crisis. Never let a good yeah, crisis yeah, never go let, to waste. Never yeah, let a good crisis it. go to waste. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. And it, they they really didn't. They asserted controls that they have never asserted before, and and we we, we did just kind of let it happen. We let it happen. I and this was something. So even before all of this started for the last year, I've been I've been really pondering what to do with taxes. And again, because sexual slavery is something that is near and dear to my heart, not accepting of it, obviously fighting against it. Um, what Planned Parenthood does just sickens me, just sickens me. I do believe life begins at conception. There is no science that can show you anything that would lead me, lead anyone to believe that it does not start at conception. Um, but even, even, you know, whatever the case, what they do is straight up murder. Mm-hmm. And my taxes are going to fund that. And this is like, oh, but they do so many other things. I don't care. Yeah. No. Either they shut yeah. down that part of what they do entirely and just stick with the healthy life-giving things. Yeah. This is immoral for me to fund it. And so I was like, do, do I actually have what it takes to give the government a middle finger and say, no, I refuse to pay for the bullet that will shoot me? And I refuse to pay for the for the suction cup that's or the suction device that's going to mm. kill a whole bunch of children. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens this July. I'll, <laughs> I might have a podcast from jail. We'll see. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, that's, I mean, it's it's so true. Like, I, there's like, and, the, um, and then of course, you know, the galaxy brain will come at you and be like, "Oh, but the taxes don't actually pay for abortions." <laughs> Come on. You, yeah. Yeah. I love I so, that. So they just shifted the money that they would have spent over to the abortions because sure, they have government sure. money to cover that. Like, that's like, that's like a parent sending a, a college kid money and saying, all right, this money is for your tuition. It's not for beer. And they're like, okay, so the money they were going to spend on tuition, they're going to spend on beer. Exactly. What you've done is you've, you've funded it, you know, that it, yeah, it's such yeah. a it's such a dumb argument. It's, that's, that's just, it's a, yeah, it's very dumb. Uh, yeah. I agree, and and, and even uh, we, we're very uh, and I I'm very also uh, 
anti-abortion. I stopped calling myself pro-life after I realized that the whole pro-life movement has just is just failed. And so I, I, I just stopped calling myself pro-life. I call myself anti-abortion because that's what I am. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, but I often will say things like, um, even if you aren't willing to cede to me my position um, that I'm against abortion, you know, if you, even if you're not willing to cede my argument against abortion, at mm-hmm. least you should acknowledge it's weird that I have to pay for it. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. It's yeah. weird that I have to pay for anybody except for my own or mm-hmm. any of my dependents. I've only got a dog, but mm-hmm. that I have to pay for anybody's medical medical procedures. Um, yeah, and I, I was talking to one person on Twitter, and she said, well, there's going to be girls in an alleyway with hangers, you know, dead girls in an alleyway with hangers sticking out of their uterus. And I'm like, well, God, I hope that doesn't happen. That sounds awful. However, who do we think we are that we can stop every bad thing from happening? This is something else that I'm yeah. I'm increasingly being amazed by our society. Yeah. We have this God complex that we're singing that stupid John Lennon song, Imagine, uh-huh. and we think that it's a viable roadmap. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, rainbow connection is closer to the truth than uh-huh. imagine is. We can't stop every bad thing from happening. People are people are evil. You know, we mm-hmm. are going to do evil things, but we may as well have a system where I am not responsible to pick up their pieces, or I'm not held at gunpoint to pick yeah. up their pieces. In my community... I will help pick up the pieces because mm-hmm. I want a strong community. But I, for other communities that I'm not a part of, I don't, yeah. I don't want to spend my money there. I want to <laughs> buy something cool. Yeah, and, and I would say that you were a much more reasonable response to this person talking about uh, dead girls in alleyways. I've, <laughs> I've begun, I, maybe I've spent too much time on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But my response to that has become good. Like oh, you, you didn't no. deal with my argument. Like oh, no. I, I believe it's a, I believe abortion is murder. So I believe you shouldn't safely kill someone. Like, like it's like for me. Like I, I hear that argument. I'm like, you know what you're saying to me is, essentially, oh well, I'd love to kill my wife, but I'm afraid she might fight back. So you know, I, there should be a safe way for me to kill my wife. Like that's what right. you're telling me is that it should be it should be safe yeah. to murder this baby. Like I I think it should be dangerous to murder someone. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> when you really when you really break it down to its ultimate, yes, it is murder, and I would love for it to be illegal. You know, I I want it to be tried. the The only part that that I right now can still kind of give on is. Um, that there are girls who are in some very scary places. Uh, and again, doing some of the work that I do, uh, not everybody chooses to be in that place. They are put in a hard position. Yeah. And oftentimes, sure. every, single, every single person in their ear at the time is saying, this is the best way. Just kill it, yeah. kill it. And they won't give it personhood. Yeah. I, tend to, I tend to have just a little bit of a little bit. I yeah. tend to have empathy and some grace in I, those I guess, situations. Yeah. If it now, I will say this: there was I, I, someone. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, no. There was someone on Twitter. This was years ago. I saw it was this girl posted a picture, and she was 
like she was she was letting it all hang out. Um, and her caption was, "I'm gonna go get pregnant so I can get really big." And then, you know, she's I don't know how what the what the language rating on your show is, but she was going to she was going to let her breasts grow really big, and then she was going to abort it so she wouldn't have to take care of it. And in that case, I was like, "You're you're a monster." You are an absolute monster. Like, one, if you get pregnant, no, you are not allowed. Like, you carry that thing to term and then adopt it out. You should not be raising yeah. a child. Um, yeah. But that is ghoulish. And yeah. in that, I have very little, very little grace, very little empathy for that. Yeah. For the other girls who are, who are in a bad yeah. situation, I, again, if, if abortion was illegal, there would be so many more charities for adoption. There are a ton. Now I have a a nephew who's adopted. um, And that was a choice that his biological mom had to make. Either I birth this child or I abort the child. I love my nephew so, so much. Um, We have so much fun together. He's a little reader. I send him all my favorite books. I read kid lit now just so I can, send him all the good stuff. No way this world is a better place without him in it. And this is where I, I wish again, as libertarians, we could come out and say, no, this is why life is worth fighting for. This is why the non-aggression principle, this is not a pansy thing to live by. This is serious. You kill someone, you're going to get killed. This is how seriously we take life. And if we take life this seriously, imagine how seriously we would take the value of a human life after they're born when they come on hard times. The problem is the government is taking so much of our money and they're sucking so badly at taking people. And we have to fight every day people saying, well, you're a monster. You just don't want them taken care of. No, we want them taken care of. We just think the government is the worst possible way to do it. Yeah. And, and I would say, you know, to go back to the first thing, you know, even though I, you know, I say that I would say good, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> I do, I will acknowledge that also like what you're saying is in a world where like, okay, so in my quote, perfect world, you know, of where course. abortion is illegal, then yes. yes, I would prosecute anyone who attempts to murder their child. But mm-hmm. in the current world, like there's some people who will say like, and then we should try them try the mothers for murder like we can't do that like 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 you said there's there's too many voices that were speaking into their ear at a time when they were desperate saying this is an option all right, right. well hey yeah i mean like you just found out that you're carrying a child and you know it's at that point like you're willing to listen to anyone who can help you in a, in a desperate situation and so i i am certainly not i am certainly against trying mothers after the fact like if we can if we can get everything changed right. um, i'm not as i'm not as sympathetic toward the doctors um but correct I think also no. to your to your point about the about adoption like there's also just so much government red tape and and, and stuff involved that you almost like there's also like it seems like the the state not only allows abortion but almost incentivizes it by making the adoption and foster system just such a mess. Right. Well, like and if you, if you give up your child for adoption or put them into the foster system, I mean, that's 
that's a terrible system. Like you, sure. You know, feels oh, like yeah. the better option to murder your child. <laughs> no? no, and and you, you know that that's only half facetious to say that. Yeah. Um, if if you take it out of out of sequence, like if we were to go with what the conservatives and the Republicans largely want, and that would be make abortion illegal right now, make it illegal uh, right now. Then what you have is okay. Well, there's got to be a place for these unwanted children. Uh, because forcing them to stay in a home where they're not wanted is also kind of a cruel thing to do. Mm-hmm. But then the then the government starts more adoption agencies. And again, that's just something else they're going to suck at. But take it in the right sequence. Let's get rid of government involvement in everything that has to do with marriage, everything that has to do with the family, with rearing children. Let's let private people set up adoption agencies there's going to be pri- i guarantee you there will be private companies that start up that will go around and they will give certifications to the best adoption agencies so you know we're going to work in these are kids we're talking about and and we're humans like we will want them taken care of and then when the girl shows up and she has the pregnancy that she just doesn't want now she can look at she can look at this adoption agency where good families are getting the kids all of a sudden this is not the end of her life and something good can happen to the child after it's born and and there is there are very few women i think that are ghoulish like that one that one girl on twitter many of them have this maternal instinct where whether or not they want to keep the child they don't want to kill it that that seems to be a last resort um yeah unless unless you're these idiotic starlets they're lying they're lying through their teeth when they say yeah i did the abortion so i could be an actress I mean, yes, but you're the height of selfishness this is not your typical this is not your yeah. typical female and and I am drawing a distinction between male and female because I think uh, more guys would be selfish in that manner, which is why you need yeah. male and female together. And, yeah, and that's another one of the voices that you can probably consider. Like, you know, one of the voices probably in the ear of the woman who takes her who goes and aborts her child might be the father saying, "Hey, come on, this isn't something we can do." You know? Sure, sure. Yeah. I I know friends that have gotten pregnant from a one night stand. You know, they they went out, they made a mistake, um, and and back in the day when I was conservative Republican, well, they made the mistake and they better, you know, they got to live with it. Technically, yes, but we are humans and we're capable of empathy. Um, I, I'm sad that some of them thought abortion was their only vein for it, uh, whereas adoption is an option there are there are adoption agencies around so again this is not a binary choice you don't abortion is not the only thing but the problem is um yeah making it illegal just especially now while the government would be involved with it is just it's going to be the worst it's going to be the worst of all possible scenarios yeah i mean this i I'll, i'll just let it out let it hang out a little bit that I'm, I'm a little bit torn on this point. Like, I think uh, there's, there's one part of me that wants to agree with you. It's like, yeah, I mean, if we, if we ban abortion, then I mean, 
what what's how, this how's the state going to make this better but then there's the other part of me is like yeah but i mean let's just stop the murder and figure out everything else from there and and, and so i i kind of go back and forth on that one it's a little bit yeah well it's, so, it's a hard part about living in a non-libertarian world sure you know? <laughs> and speaking with someone like you who's who's more who is more uh, liberty-minded, and even speaking with other people like the conservatives, the Republicans, we, and maybe it's our religious upbringing, we, we love to scowl at the sinner. Churches are so great at shooting their wounded. Um, that's kind of how we, that's how we operate. When you're, when you're dealing with true grace, though, uh, a girl who is under duress, yes, she may make a stupid choice, but remember, there was a doctor and a nurse there that were not under duress, that were a very clear mind, and they yeah. killed, they actively killed that fetus. I could even go along with the argument that the female did not actively kill, she passively killed. So mm. then you're looking at a difference between murder, manslaughter, not that I would yeah. necessarily want to go there, I'd have to think to it, but yeah. I think all of us could agree right now healthcare professionals that assist in the murder of an unborn child uh, should be prosecuted for premeditated murder. Yeah. That there, I, I have no issue with that one. Yeah. In the Nuremberg situation, I'm going to feel a lot less sorry for them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's again, it's something they chose. I don't know. There are no, there are no abortion providers out there they're like i'm scared i don't know what to do i mm. i guess i'll go kill fetuses yeah 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 um well uh we've been talking quite a while oh we'll, okay but i want us i want to let's let's zoom in right okay. here zoom in i want you to tell me um because you kind of started getting into this but i want you to tell me what is wrong with the libertarian party and the liberty movement all right. Ooh, let's get into it. Zoom in. <laughs> My biggest complaint with the Libertarian Party is our branding. And we, we tend to wear the vices out in the open. That is what we are known for. We're the party that believes pot should be legal. We're the party that believes crack should be legal, heroin, sex work, all the bad stuff. And we never seem to... Like, that's what we lead with. That's what we're known for. We are not the party of legal weed, pot, whatever. We are the party of freedom. We are the party of liberty. A byproduct of that is you have autonomy over your body. If you choose to do something bad with your body, you get to pay the consequences. If you do something bad with your finances, you choose you pay the consequences. Nobody else is required is required to help yeah. you out there. On the flip side, if you do something good with your body, you get to bear the consequences. If you do something good with your finances, you get to bear the consequences. This is what we this is what we lead with. There's a lot of conservatives and Republicans that would come over to our tent and and we, we probably could win a lot of elections if we said, hey, hey, no, 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 you don't understand. We're the party of, of liberty. It's not. And, and then on the left side, you know, the left always has this foe. We're, we're, we're the kind party. We're the hum, humanity party. And many of them are 
are very kind. They do want the best, but they just don't understand that when they have government be the good guy, you know, they, they're, they're letting the fox into the hen house. So the libertarian party has the message that we are the party of liberty, not we are not elevating these vices. No, no, we would, we would encourage people not to do the vices, but they have the freedom to do it if yeah. they want. But this gives communities, it gives, now all of a sudden the pressure is back on the churches and religious institutions. We've kind of gotten fat, spiritually yep. fat. We sit around like, well, the, I guess society's, you know, hell in a handbasket. Mm. Um, and you know we've lost a voice now. Put it in a place where there's no government to legislate morality, and it's up to the church to lift high Christ, to lift high you know whatever their religious institution is, to lift high that moral that moral lifestyle. And on the flip side, some centrist Democrats, when they realize, okay, you know if I most of my money wasn't taken from me. I could give more to this local charity where I see them helping the person under the bridge. Like I can see that. Mm -hmm. And I can also check up and make sure that the CEO is not keeping 90% of what's coming in, <laughs> which is basically what happens with government charities. Most of it mm -hmm. gets sucked up into the government and very little yeah. actually goes to the people that need help. So we, we have the best message. And then what do we get? We have, you know, bless his heart, Adam Kakesh. You've got pot smokers for Kakesh, sex workers for Kakesh. All of these vices, like, this is their identity. It's not us labeling it. It's them self-labeling. Yeah. And, and so this is where I'm, I'm striving for what I call a moral libertarianism. And that is realizing that freedom gives us so much more opportunity to do good, to be good, and to encourage those around us to be good. We just get to do it while not pointing a gun at their head. Yeah, I think, like, like you said with branding, like for one thing, it's like we're taking the and of libertarianism or a so also and making it the main thing with that. Yeah. It's like... As a result of our belief in self-ownership, the non-aggression principle, and private property rights, yes, you should not go to prison for smoking weed. You should not correct. And, but, but like that's not the center point. And in fact, like I'm not even sure that it works. Like I've I've talked about a few other times. Like do, we 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 put these things forward, and we're like, see, this is proof that people are actually libertarians. They just don't know it. And I'm like, no, they're not. People, mm -hmm. That doesn't mean anything because liberty means like what you're saying. It means responsibility. Like yes. what people want is a mom that doesn't get in their business. Correct. They want to be able to live at home. They want their parents to see, to take care of them and also not give them a curfew. Right. And, and that's what they, and so then when we try and push that as our message, well, it's like they already get that with the democratic mm -hmm. party, but they also get a welfare check. Yeah, and so then why would, why would they go with us? When when we're talking in groups, it's fine. We can go full anarchy and have a good yeah. time. But one of the things we also, and even our leadership doesn't doesn't always understand, is when when a Republican or a conservative that probably would swing our way and vote with us read our messaging, 
we're leading with all of the things like, okay, do I think that, that police should be a federal or a state mm -hmm. organization? No, I don't. But if I'm talking to someone who's, you know, who's a Republican, that's not what I lead with because immediately you are attacking the very thing. Like they've got, they've got the blue line American flag hanging in their window because they have not separated the good cop that there's, that's their friend that lives next door. They have not separated that from an entire organization that has kind of created this Petri dish where the bad eggs that are in there get to choke a man out without showing any compunction. Like, you know, you have to take them to that place slowly. Yeah. And because libertarians are like libertarian is less of a party and more of an idea. We're, we're terrible at politics. We mm -hmm. just can't help ourselves. And, and I get it. When you start learning about the principles of liberty, it's exciting and you want to tell everybody. And then the person comes up and they're like, um, yeah, so I was talking to the police and it, we just can't help ourselves. Those fascist tyrants, they're <laughs> like, okay, yeah. slowly, slowly. Um, I really think there needs to be a series of, of videos of like how to, how to ease into the libertarian topic of conversation with, mm -hmm. with your loved ones. Yeah. I, yeah, it's true. And, and that's, I think, um, I think you're right. Like there's, there's some point to which um, there's gotta be a way. Yeah. Like you said, a way to bring people in slowly. Um, there's also a point at which, I mean, for one thing, I'm not sure I want a libertarian president, you know, like, I, like if, if, if we get one, wouldn't that just be a selling out? Like how do we not just sell out and become another one of the the big parties and so i i sometimes yeah. i'm just like I'm not, I'm not sure that i even want that like i want well, us to do just good enough that we can win elections that actually i think do would actually help like mm -hmm. um i'm i'm actually working on you know you're talking about cops i'm actually working on a uh a series of short uh, um i guess you could call them like five to ten lengths we call them flyover flybys um and, and I, I've slowed down, and maybe it's because I'm being a coward because of what's going on right now. But uh, I've been working on an argument for libertarian police to say, uh, I think more libertarians, I think more libertarians should go into law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And one of my major reasons is because of the concept and uh, in, in the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officer Association talk a lot about this, the concept of sheriff nullification. Mm -hmm. The fact that, mm -hmm. I mean, yes, there is a problem that the cops will enforce unjust laws, but they can also ignore them. And in it, fact, they do, they do, there are laws that they don't enforce. Oh, like yeah. marijuana, before it became legal, was becoming a thing that cops just didn't bother with. Like, yeah. put, out, put out your weed and leave. You know, like, it, we can, we, we could actually see actual movement toward liberty Sure. using something like that yeah especially in today's climate i would love to see more libertarians become police just exactly as you said one of the things that's amazed me like that i just saw a video yesterday of some homeless drunk guy at a bus stop he wakes up and he's cranky and he's cussing at the police 
and they like 12 i think there's seven of them shoot him i mean it's like da 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 i kill him dead and not a single person in there said hey guys guys let's let's deescalate this let's deescalate this you know if he pulls out a gun the guy's drunk chances are his reflexes are not going to be good enough to aim and shoot uh, but he didn't have a gun you know they were just all there tense honestly i i'm always amazed at all of these videos that like one of those four cops when george floyd was getting choked how come none of them came over to the guy and was like hey 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 there's four of us let's let him stand up yeah. if he's causing issue we can we can hold up there are other things to do my theory on it and then i know you're running out of time my theory is that a lot of people leave the military and they join the police force military is a use maximum yeah. force necessary uh whereas police law enforcement has always been do all you can mm -hmm. and if nothing else violence yes. violence was always used as a last resort and that's why you have local people who get to know the people in their city well now you've got these police officers with army grade weaponry tanks military vehicles everything to shut down a hair salon and not a single one of them thought to say hey guys let's think about the optics here let's Let's yeah. think about let's think about what we're doing. This is one of us. This is someone who lives in Dallas, Texas. You know, maybe we can maybe we can settle this amicably. Yeah. We don't have to come in with guns blazing. Absolutely. And yes, I would love to see libertarians in more of these positions, if for no other reason than to look at look at the government official and say, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can dream. Yeah, I, and well, um, I I wish we could just keep going on forever, but then the rural Rothbard will yell at me. So yes, I have to call this, <laughs> bring this to an end. He he won't allow it. Um, so uh, is there anything you want to plug before we we uh? Sure. If you're interested in conversations about liberty, look me up on Twitter. I'm the hairy chested libertarian at who is Nemo Vern. If you're into music, getting married, need some original tunes created, look me up at www.houseoflelmusic.com. Okay. Well, and we'll try and link both of those. Um, Excellent. Uh, in our, our uh, episode pages. Um, so yeah, I think that'll be it. We're gonna call this uh, an end. Wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening, um, and uh, see you soon. Awesome. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Are you actually? Are you in?